Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Uh, welcome all new listeners and welcome back to those who have heard our content in the past. Uh, if you want to know how, what are four ways that youth athletes can avoid injury and how parents can help, you need to tune into this episode. Uh, before I go on to the podcast, what is new with the Sports Performance family? Uh, we've got uh, new faces coming on board. Uh, we have new faces that maybe you have heard in the last podcast and we have new ones coming in in the near future. You'll see them in the clinic. I don't want to uh, have a spoiler alert, but we have uh, new team members coming on board. So really, really excited about that. Uh, I do want to say uh, we are two to three months into uh, the launch of our third clinic in Kearney Mesa. Uh, just really excited to be able to help more or more people. So thank you for the support. Uh, we just launched our pre and postnatal um, program for uh, those who need it and support. Um, and I'm excited to announce uh, our new program that we're really offering to be able to help uh, youth athletes and the parents uh, stay healthy over this upcoming summer and into the new year. But um, I won't spoil it all. I'll tell you more later. Uh, but yeah, that that is what's happening. Uh, that is always the latest and greatest in sports performance. Why are we talking about uh, youth athletes and uh, how parents can help? Uh, the truth is, as we go into uh, the summer, uh, as we go into um, uh, typically in the San Diego area, the summer is a is a relaxing time uh, for youth athletes. Uh, they're out of school and they come back in the fall. And uh, what typically happens is over the summer, um, they actually become more deconditioned or they spend less time, uh, you know, actually training and exercising, rightfully so, because maybe they're on vacation with the family or uh, this is their break away from things and they can finally decompress from school. They can uh, rest and recover. And which was which is something that we are all about. Uh, there's a there's a, a a balance that needs to take place. But the challenge becomes when youth athletes come back after summer break with no conditioning, and they go right back into training with no preparation, no warm up. They go right into a high level of training like they were doing before the summer. And what happens? is their bodies aren't accustomed to it, so they develop injuries right around the September time. They'll come back into school in August. They'll spend about a month training or running or whatever sport they, it is that they do, and then they start to develop aches and pains. Well, that takes about four to six weeks before we start to see people calling us and saying, hey, we're pretty beat up, or my kid is pretty beat up, or I'm, I'm injured and I need help and support, and my season is about to start, so I really need a lot of help. And one of the biggest passions that we've had and we set forth uh, this year and the past is uh, prevention and identification. So our big goal is to identify what are the biggest risks that people have or they develop that contribute to pain. And secondly, how do we prevent it? How do we limit it? Now, we can't prevent anything in life, but ultimately, we're just trying to mitigate or lower the risk of injury. And with youth athletes, it's very predictable. We've seen patterns and our big mission now is how do we be part of that process so we have less and less youth athletes who are missing time on the field. And as a parent, I can tell you this, 
I was talking to my wife, Stephanie, and we were talking about this concept and I said, you know, why, what, what is it that you enjoy about having our kids in sport? Like what, what is it um, besides time away from screens, uh, besides the socialization aspect? Uh, and we came to the agreement that the, the biggest thing that we personally enjoy is promoting a healthy lifestyle for the long term, right? And just exposing kids to, um, to sports, to uh, teamwork, to the work ethic, to staying consistent with something, to uh, being good and developing a skill and leadership within within an organization. And, and there's there's a lot to, to do with that. And all as a parent, one of the worst things you can see is your kid developing, your kid finally growing, your kid finally showing uh, good skill and uh, they're understanding how they uh, are, are contributing to a greater goal or greater mission within a team or, or sport. And they're sidelined because they now have an injury that you didn't even know was going to happen or was even possible. And as a medical provider, and as a parent, I can see both sides. And I really understand that in order for them to stay injury-free, it's not just luck. It's preparation and understanding what, what a whole year looks like and, and how you as a parent can better set them up for success. And a lot of these things are preventable. And I want to share some things today. This came off of a conversation I was having with Stephanie about youth athletes. It came off a conversation that uh, the team and I were were discussing about um, ways that we can help youth athletes and and the parents because we get these large surges of athletes. And while we like helping, what happens is we don't have uh, we don't have the the space in the clinic or the appointment times that are ideal, and and people then continue to suffer and they don't have choice or like they don't know what the best step is. And so we want to be able to help before those things happen. So if you're a parent or you. Uh, know someone who can benefit from this, share this podcast. It's going to be fantastic from a resource standpoint on what to do before injuries happen and what would an ideal scenario look like if you could potentially forecast and create a schedule for your child to stay injury-free all year long. And that's what I'm going to share. So I have four ways um, that the parents can do this. And youth athletes are obviously a big part of this. Uh, and I think that you, it, it doesn't take much. It just requires a little bit of planning, a little bit of thought process. Okay. So here's number one. Youth athletes train all year round in numerous sports without breaks. Now you've heard this before. I don't want to go into the conversation of a multi-sport approach or one sport, meaning do you specialize in, in soccer at the age of eight and you go all the way until you're you know, 22? That's what I'm not talking about here today. I'm just talking about purely from a year-long perspective, whether you're looking at January to the end of December or you're looking at from August to August. In either case, within a 12-month period, if you can look at this in the future, would your child or a youth athlete that you know, out of those 12 months, how many months are they actually playing that sport or are they or in sports during that 12-month period? And if you look at this calendar, you would probably see an ebb and flow of when, when this athlete is in sports. Now, what typically happens is they don't take a break. There's not a, a large downtime. I remember talking to a couple local uh, club soccer teams and I asked when 
uh, based on your soccer schedule, and I was talking to them, and I said, oh, based on your soccer schedule, when is the time where you give your athletes a break? And they looked at the schedule and they said, well, after these three tournaments. And I said, how long of a break? And they said, a week. And I said, so you participate in sport and have your youth athletes training for 11 months and one week. And they're off a total of three weeks. And they said, yes. Now, you could tell I got the wheels kind of started in their heads because they were like, they're doing the math. They never took a step back to realize, oh my goodness, we are training these athletes 11 months out of the year. That's not sustainable. Even when you look at professional athletes, let's take um, pro football. Pro football's in season four or five months out of the year. And they have two to three months where they're um, off and they have the summer and they finally kind of ramp back up. The NBA might be nine nine months, seven to nine months. And again, they still have time off. And when you look at uh, pro baseball, which is one of the longest seasons ever, they still have a month or two off total. And here we are training youth athletes at 11 months. Now, that just doesn't add up and it doesn't allow athletes to uh, recover. And you as a parent, um, my, my fourth bullet point, I'm going to talk about this more, but you as a parent are responsible for looking at their whole calendar. Now, uh, the whole goal here is to help you understand that taking a break, not for a long period of time, but allowing them to have enough of a break between periods of seasons or periods of tournaments or periods of, uh, of play, but you cannot go for 11 months and then take two to three weeks off. It's, just, it's not, their, their body's not built for that. So they require these injury reduction times, which will allow them to recover, recover from the aches and pains. If they're, you know, battling knee pain or uh, hip pain or whatever it is, or they're, they're, they, they just had a recent injury, you can't push them all the time. So you have to be able to look at when is it proactively before the season starts, when is the best time to take a break or deload or take an injury reduction uh, time? And the easy answer is it depends on your sport, but honestly, every three months, four months at the latest. And what that allows them to do is think about this in quarters. So three months, you can go all out in your sport, take a week off, all out in your sport, take a week off, all out in your sport, take a week off, all out in your sport, take a week off. Now, if you go to four months, you're, you got to stretch it out to at least two weeks off. So you can go for four months, two weeks off, four months, two weeks off, four months, two weeks off. Now, these are general guidelines. Every athlete is going to be different, every sport, every level, if they're whether elite and they're about to go to college, it's a different story than somebody who's just starting out. But ultimately, you have to understand in a year, where are you going to give them a break proactively if you were thinking about this next upcoming year? You cannot see it as, well, you just have to play all year long, whether that's socialization, whether that's uh, keeping them busy and away from screens or a bad environment or, you know, bad peers that they shouldn't be hanging out with. In either case, you have to find other outlets or other resources where they're changing up their activity. So if they're playing soccer, still take a little break, then join football, take a little break, do martial arts, take a little break and do whatever it is that they need to do. But ultimately understanding that they cannot go without breaks and those breaks should be planned from an ideal standpoint. And whether you are the parent and you're talking to the soccer coach, the baseball coach, and saying, I'm going to take them a week off because I know that it's good for them. The course, the the baseball coach or the soccer coach is going to say, I want them playing the whole season or the whole year and the whole nine months. And that's okay, but it's your child. 
not theirs. And from a health risk standpoint, it's one of the best things you can do. So that's number one. Number two is typically youth athletes don't have strength training as a foundation to play, as a foundation to their sport. Whether you're in tennis, you're in golf, you're in badminton, all of these require strength to be able to participate at a very high level. Now, I don't mean that you need to be a bodybuilder or a power lifter or a weight lifter to be successful and have a youth athlete be successful in their sport. The way to reduce injury is to have a more resilient body that can manage the stress that's being applied. Now, what that means is if you have a youth athlete or you work with a youth athlete or if it's yours or you know somebody, one of the best things they can do is before their season starts is to be involved in strength training for minimum six weeks to three months. Now, that not, might be possible for all parents or athletes. I'm telling you what would be ideal that in June or July, if their season starts in August, June or July, they do strength training in their off season so that they can teach their body what it is to apply stress, squats, push-ups, pull-ups, whatever it is, so that when they go onto the field or onto the pitch or onto the court and they take a hit or they, uh, you know, that they're playing against bigger people, they know what their body is ready to feel what it's going to be like in competition so that next year they can be bigger, better, faster, stronger, and more resilient. The foundation to sport requires skill. Absolutely. But if we were going to look at the, a pyramid to, to develop skill at the very bottom is going to be flexibility, uh, balance, control. Right above that would be strength. Now, people will say, well, I, I take my, my kids to a physical therapist or a chiropractor or a massage therapist or acupuncture, whatever it is that they do. Now, they might help with neuromuscular control and, and flexibility and teach them to move properly. But if their foundation is just that and they go skip a lot of steps and they go straight into skill, their body is not ready to tolerate the amount of stress that's going to be applied over time for three months. So the best thing they can do is develop strength and conditioning programs or be involved in those things so that their body is resilient. It is a key factor. Now, if you combine that with allowing them to take breaks and they have some form of uh, strengthening or injury prevention on the back end while they're in sports, now they're more resilient than ever. They have to have all of these components. So that's number two. Uh, number three is they youth athletes are typically under-recovered. And what I mean is there's something as overtraining. I think we're all exposed to that. Well, what is overtraining? When you're working too hard, too fast, too soon, and you go from zero to 100 really, really fast, or you never take a break and you're always training. Now, under-recovered is another interesting concept. Over the last 10 to 20 years, this has been more and more popular in research. When you have athletes youth athletes especially, they're continuing to grow. They're adding physical stress of their sports, the mental stress of their school. That is a lot to the human body and that brain. What happens is these athletes are not accustomed to taking that much information, taking that much stress. And so when you combine that with poor eating habits, lack of sleep, not hydrated, you get athletes who break down faster, more frequently, 
And it's not that your kid is not resilient. It's not that they're not strong. It's that their body cannot tolerate it. And it's proven science that they're just under-recovered. They're not refueling. They're not restocking. They're not giving themselves the necessary rest that they need in order to succeed. And you as a parent need to understand that. And yes, you may, but you need to outline what that means to the to that athlete. And that, what I'm saying here is to be proactive. What would you do if you can build a perfect year for your, for your athlete? Well, have we thought about that? Have you ever sat down and said, what would the next year look like so I can minimize the amount of risk that they have for injury? Well, number one is I would identify when they should start taking breaks. Number two is where can I start to strength train them? How often do I need to be doing injury uh, prevention? Uh, what type of program would I need to be included in? Who do they need to see about that? Number three, how do they stay recovered? How much sleep should they get? What would an ideal schedule be? What's realistic within their schedule? Because we all know that youth athletes love to either be on a phone or they like to delay homework, whatever it is. So what would be ideal? And try and work with your athlete and say and explain that if you really want to do well in your sport, there's some things that we need to work with together to make sure that you're successful. Now, if you don't take these sports seriously, then, then that's a different story. I'm trying to give you an outline of what ideal would be, and you'll have to find in your own personal life what that means. And if you are, if you don't have kids yet, this is going to be still perfect for you because this gives you an outline of what you would work with. Uh, you know, how would you set this up? How would you, uh, honestly, you can start doing this at seven, eight, nine years old as they start to get more competitive, and that's a real truth. And having athletes. And having youth athletes understand that their body, uh, it requires work to make sure that their body recovers. And youth athletes, typically, they recover fast, so it's not a heavy priority for them. But you as a parent, you've, you've sustained injuries. You've maybe had surgery. You've had serious injuries, and you don't want that for your kid. That's ultimately what you're trying to do is you don't want that same life for them. And helping them understand how to develop healthy habits for like lifelong healthy habits is that takes time and that takes consistency, consistency, consistency. And that's what we do on a daily basis. We see it. And it's the thing that we would drive home to parents. All these tips were a combination of all the things that we do inside the clinic that we would say, this is what perfect would look like for every single parent. And you just adjust it to whatever your lifestyle is. So number one, taking breaks uh, with all year round programs, uh, adding strength training and injury prevention as a foundation to their sport. Make sure that they're uh, uh, they're actually recovering and not being under-recovered. So just making sure that their recovery strategies with sleep, minimum six hours, ideal world eight, their hydration and their nutrition uh, besides uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos, because I love Flaming Hot Cheetos, uh, besides Flaming Hot Cheetos and, and Takis, uh, you can't be eating that and it's not going to restore them. Uh, ultimately looking at how do you improve anything you can, get more fruits and vegetables, uh, you know, less packaged foods, and, and just ultimately figuring out what is it that we can put into this body that makes sense, that would obviously benefit them participating uh, in, in a sport. So hydration, food, and sleep, uh, those are going to be very, very critical. The fourth one is uh, this one. This one is a very important one that I uh, can promise you would make a huge impact in uh, what you can do. A lot of these concepts we've we've gotten from working with athletes throughout the years, uh, the last nine years in, in business, uh, but also from 
me working in professional sports. I've worked in uh, professional sports for about a decade. I've worked with pro athletes and we treat all of our clients like pro athletes. That's really what we do. But ultimately helping them understand we wanted to give back every, all the strategies that we've done in pro sports, everything that I've learned, uh, traveling Europe, being at you know big events like the Olympics or uh, rugby national tournaments or whatever it is, using those same strategies and bringing it to the public and saying, now is an opportunity to have the same skill the same framework that pro athletes use. It's no different. And one of the biggest phrases that I can remember working with individuals who were 24 to 30 something years old, who were elite level athletes saying, I wish I knew what you're telling me now when I was 14, when I was 15. Why? Because it would have prolonged my career. It would have helped me have less arthritis. It would have helped me have uh, less missed time on the field. It would have helped me give me more clarity of what I could have done myself instead of being dependent on the medical system, on other people. And you as a parent, that's great because you want your kid being independent. You want him having that lifelong uh, knowledge and education and ultimately giving them power to not be reliant on a medical system that really doesn't facilitate you being proactive, if you've really processed this, the only way that you can get medical help is if you have to be hurt or sick. So ultimately, how do you then teach them to be proactive and not need to use those services because they know how to manage themselves? Now, this next topic is, is what I'm talking about, and it's number four. Ultimately, in pro sports, we used to call them, uh, who's the main chef? Who's the, who's the main person controlling this athlete's health at any given time? When it was in the off season, it was the strength and conditioning coach. When it was in season, it was the head coach. And if they were hurt, it was the physical therapist. And if they were sick, it was the doctor. In reality, when we're talking about youth athletes, the parents are the main chef. Or the, you guys are the captain. You're the main driver of their health. Now, here's the tricky part about this whole process. If you're the main driver of their health, if you don't know which way to go, which direction to push them, how often they should take a break, uh, uh, what they should be doing to not be uh, under-recovered, um, what they should be doing from a strength training or injury prevention side, your child or youth athlete is just kind of floating and waiting for people to tell them what to do. And you as a parent, it's hard because you're like, I want to, I want them to do well. I want them to stay healthy, but you don't know which way to go. So when parents get stuck, they default to whatever the coach says, but the coach is just relying on technical skill. The coach might not know anything about recovery. They might not know anything about when to take breaks because this is what their contract is. This is what just the, the national schedule is. They might not know about strength training or injury prevention. They might not know about hydration or food, or they, they don't know what recommendations to give. So you as a parent have to say, well, I, I left it up to you. And then the coach is saying, well, I, I don't, I'm just following what I need to do to be a soccer coach or a tennis coach. Then you have this athlete, again, who is kind of floating. They don't have any direction. They're not guided anywhere. And you, you the best thing you can do as a parent is find out what resources you can find on people who can help guide you and guide the athlete and guide the parents and sorry and guide the coaches 
to be able to steer that athlete in the right direction. And so what I'm saying here is a lot of youth athletes are just floating out there being told by their parents, but the parent might not be fully confident on the best things and strategies and most up-to-date things on recovery, uh, strengthening, or recover or any form of uh, you know breaks and the coach is in the same uh, the same place and so now you have the parent the coach and the athlete just in limbo while the athlete is saying well I, I don't even know what to do and the coach is like yeah but you're good at you're good at soccer you're good at baseball uh, their body is the thing that's going to take the beating that's the thing that will not be able to uh, sustain for the whole year no matter how good they are and when you take all those things into consideration. The fourth point is very, very critical for you to find those resources, for you to find your network, right? Like some of us, I if I can think about this in a in a Venn diagram, um, so one circle would be in the circle in the middle of the Venn diagram would be the athlete. And they're the ones we all care about. One circle that's overlapping with the athlete is the parent, right? You absolutely love and care for them. The other uh, uh, circle that also uh, overlaps with both of those is the coach. Like those three, gosh, you guys all work hand in hand. And then the the fourth circle that overlaps with all those is a like fitness or medical health professional who help guides you through that process. And in, in professional sports, that's what I found out I was. I was that last portion of I understood what the parents wanted. I understood what the coaches wanted. I understood what the athlete wanted. And everyone just needed a little bit of direction. Uh, you know, the uh, tournament's coming up. Let's slow you down. Let's push you here. Focus on sleeping here. Uh, do these exercises here. And I finally learned how to organize an entire year and help athletes do the same. And when you put all these four of these things together, that's ultimately what we've been trying to do for our community. And finally, we finally, this has been <laughs> oh, two to three years in the works minimum, is to finally create a program for parents, for coaches, and most importantly, for the athlete to give them guidance. And we created our youth injury prevention program that helps athletes across an entire year, not like when they're hurt. When they're hurt, it's too late they're probably in season. Most athletes don't come to us when they're off season, when they're done with training. They only come to see us when they're hurt. And by that time, it's very critical. They probably have a tournament in two weeks. They probably have a, a very important race in four weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks or whatever it is. And it puts us in a very difficult position where we can get you there. But the most important thing is how could we have prevented that from the future? Because you are probably going to lose six to 10 weeks of exercise and fitness. And now you're in deep, deeper trouble because all your performance starts to go down. And over the last few years, we've been trying to organize what would be the best process to be able to help somebody get overcome that and look at proactively, how could we create a program to help athletes have lifelong healthy habits, be able to be educated on managing their own body and how to mitigate or lower injury risks so that they have a lower likelihood of missing time of the socialization of giving parents an opportunity to see their kids do the thing that they wanted with less risks of the injuries that the parents had over time that they wished their athlete or their kids would not sustain just like them. And ultimately, we created this 12-month program, and we'll have more information soon, but I want to share it with you here. This is the first place we're actually launching it. Uh, we're rolling out with this in June uh, and, and um, officially starting in July. But ultimately, uh, what we're doing is we're creating a 12-month program where you're going to meet with our um, 
uh, injury prevention specialists. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, baseline testing for uh, concussion testing to be able to help out athletes create a baseline in the event they uh, fall down, uh, they get hit in the head, they get pushed on the ground, they get hit with a volleyball on the head, uh, you know, whatever it is that you do. We just, we've seen so many concussions. So now we're looking at can we have a baseline test, which is the most important, to help parents identify, well, what were they before they sustained this concussion? That's number one. We're looking at their fitness uh, and their health in terms of, we call it our, our health profile, and looking at uh, how powerful they are, how strong are they, how flexible, how mobile, uh, and putting that into an entire uh, profile and then tracking that every single three months when we have them take a break or we have them work on injury prevention drills and we can track this over time. What what does their fitness look like? What's our hydration? What's their sleep? We're tracking it. What are the best things that are setting up for success? And if they got hurt, we can identify what went wrong and where. And we can work with the coaches. We can work with the parents. We can work with the athletes. And over time, you have this program that allows parents to see in a report, wow, that was very, very predictable. That's exactly it. So moving forward, you now know what to avoid giving them a break, working on injury prevention, working on strength, getting them to sleep. And now you have data and information to help them be on the right path. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do. And that's why we created this podcast to be able to share um, what would ideal look like for youth athletes and how parents can be a, a big proactive part of that versus being on the sideline and feeling hopeless. Cause I know what that feels like. Cause I work with parents who say, I have no idea where to start. And this is our solution. One, uh, get yourself informed on those four concepts that we talked about. Uh, number two, consider our youth injury prevention program. If you live uh, somewhere across the U.S. Uh, or across the world, uh, we'll help you find a resource. Uh, email us, teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. Either case, we want to be able to help the community stay healthy, stay active, uh, promote lifelong uh, healthy habits, be educated on injury prevention, because ultimately pain is preventable. And we would love to keep you away from that so that way you and your future generations can enjoy life uh, with uh, more joy, less discomfort, less aches and pains, uh, less medicine, less surgery, less injections. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do. So I hope that helps. Sorry, that's uh, it's, it's all of my passion coming out. I love doing these things. I love uh, educating uh, our local community on the things, the simple simple, basic things that they can be doing. So I hope that helps uh, wherever you are. I hope that you are staying healthy and active and exercising and enjoying life. All right, we will see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.